Scarpins Audio. Folks, I am reporting live from underneath Nancy Pelosi's desk, still inside the Capitol. I'm behind enemy lines, folks. I've decided to live inside of the desk and gather intel. The crowd may have dispersed, but the Patriots are still here in the Capitol. And uh, I've been gathering some intelligence inside of this desk. Let's see. Let's look through one of these drawers here. Okay, this bitch uh, has a whole calendar not filled up. Not empty Garfield calendar. Serves no purpose. Nothing here is written down. They have no objectives written down. It's just delightful Garfield strips and quotes. It's an utter disgrace. All right, let's see what else is in this desk. Okay. Whoa, okay, here we go. A floppy disk for Wolfenstein. Now, that's... That honestly is coded messaging. Who who were the Nazis inside, inside of Wolfenstein? Were they free thinkers? Or were they um, heroes? Let's really think about it. Um, all right, I'm going to play some Wolfenstein on a floppy, on a big floppy disk. Okay, see, because this is a liberal bias here, because there's no way to play Wolfenstein where you can help the Nazis. Um, Kes Kes Pass, huh? What? <laughs> Why can't I play the game where I I help them and I um, enable them <laughs> through social media? Is there a button that I can press that enables the Nazis through social media? Uh, and Nancy Pelosi has the option, but she refuses to do it. Ooh, there's a Snickers bar in here. This is okay. Wow, I have not eaten in a day. Uh was hard, of course. I was originally trapped under here with my son, but um, one of us had to survive, and uh, the other had to complain and make noise like a little bitch and had to get eaten, you know? So now we're on to Snickers. I guess I could have looked in the drawers first and seen if there was any snacks in here, but... Let's be honest, who doesn't want to eat their son? Am I right, Army Hammer? <laughs> Come on. Hey, 
Hey buddies, welcome to Y'all Ever, the only podcast on the internet. My name is Hampton Yunt. This is a comedy mental health program all about dark thoughts. That's right, I talk to guests about dark thoughts and mental health. The only podcast on the internet that does that. And if anybody takes that idea, why, they're just a thief. A snake and a thief. Um, Let's see, I am... Happy to be here. This has been uh, a wild time. Uh, I've taken about a month off. Let's just dive in. Let's just get in here. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm just going to talk for a little bit why there was a little bit of a break, but this is also a uh, podcast about you, the listeners. So if you feel like you can relate to anything I'm about to talk about, just feel free to write into y'all ever email at gmail.com. Um, I hope this maybe makes some sense. I, um, I kind of hit a wall of depression, which happens. I think uh, that happens to a lot of people where you have to take some time and just, you know, think about what behaviors you're doing and what, uh, what you could change to get a different result. And I mean, if I'm very blunt, the, the podcast I love, but it's been difficult because it hasn't really been doing that well. Um, the listenership has gone down drastically. I get a lot of people kind of asking if I'll bring back Dave Ross onto the podcast and, um, wasn't really my idea for him to leave. I mean, it just, it kind of feels a little hurtful because I'm I'm trying pretty hard to make something. But those are the minority and I think it was like me focusing on like I I felt like I wasn't doing a good job and uh I felt like no matter what I did, it would just go down, you know, gradually every month and there's so many factors related to that. I mean, one, people don't have jobs, so they're not commuting or listening to podcasts as much. Um, it's just across the board. There's so many things related to COVID that have taken kind of a stab at, you know, the entertainment thing. It's a frivolous thing. And that's totally, um, like, makes sense, right? I mean, it, 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 comedy is a luxury. All of these things are just kind of a luxury. But the point is, it felt like, I was beginning to take it so personally that I couldn't do anything right. And it started to manifest where I was constantly thinking of myself as a failure and of no worth to anybody around me. And I think it was, um, you know, to put it bluntly, getting pretty suicidal. Like I had no worth, no one, you know, I'm a bother. I'm, I'm, you know, bothering the world. And, um, I know that that's not healthy. <laughs> I'm aware enough now of myself that I have to go, okay, well, I got to take like a big break here. Like I might have to change professions. Something has to change. Otherwise, I will no longer have any will to live, you know? So, and it's not that I dislike the podcast. I actually really enjoy doing this, but I felt like, you know, as as I wanted to put in more effort and make it um, better and better and get better guests and do better interviews and stuff and, and feeling like that, um, I also was like, 
beginning to feel like I wasn't the person to dispense any mental health advice. You know, I try to always take a real back seat and not um, be too preachy, but it was like my thoughts were so depressive all the time and so manic that I felt like I couldn't give any good advice, you know, or, or, or just um, be someone you, you should listen to <laughs> if you're not feeling good, you know? So I don't know. I think uh, I started to question my role doing the podcast, but then also I kind of was hit with inspiration to do something just out of pure creativity. And um, I will be talking a lot more about that in the weeks to come. But, I, you know, the point is right now, folks, I'm feeling great. Um, it's been... <laughs> About a month now of being sober, haven't uh, been drinking, and just wanted to also make sure that my mental health was um, not being um, led down a dark path just by drinking, you know? Like, so we'll see how long <laughs> this lasts. I'm going to try and go as long as I can. Um but it's all a huge process of just changing a lot of behaviors. And I feel great. I feel like really inspired to do some projects. I feel great about this show. And now I feel like I'm in a good headspace to have fun. And, you know, you guys will be able to discern what's, you know, me going crazy and what's me just being, just being old regular crazy Hampton. <laughs> well, I care about you guys, so I thank you very much for being here. I mean, really, you guys are awesome. And the fact that you give a shit about this podcast and have been messaging me to be like, what's happening? You know, I want episodes and stuff like that. That that does make me feel good, <laughs> even though I'm totally being an emotional manipulator by being radio silent. <laughs> My thing is I really hate letting people down and I hate, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I definitely like, uh, withdraw until people, uh, give a shit enough about me to check in. <laughs> I'm like a teenager, you know, somebody who's not processing, uh, reality in a good way. You guys didn't come see my band perform. I just wrote a new song. It's about you. It's called Betrayer. Hey, man. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Are you doing okay? Yeah. You might want to not check the radio because you're probably playing a song I wrote about you called Betrayer. Because you betrayed me. You betrayed me. You betrayed reality in a good way. Uh, well, folks, let's see. It's been really hard to also catch up on podcasting while I'm infiltrating the Capitol. Oh, Nancy Pelosi, I took a shit in your desk. Oh, yeah. Blue Lives Matter. Fucking, we're going to kill a cop. <laughs> How fucking nuts is it that Blue Lives Matter killed a cop? Well, I get hella into it with this week's guest. Dave Schilling is here. He's a good friend. He's a funny as fuck dude. Uh, he'll be plugging his stuff at the end where you can check out some of his writings. But I hope you enjoy me and Dave just kind of talking about all of the mental anxiety surrounding the recent events 
and uh, life in general. Sometimes your brain just has to take a shit with someone. <laughs> All right, let's get in. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Thanks for being here. Of course. I am so happy to be here and so happy to, to, to be here on the Red Table Talk, getting real with you. I, I said we got to bring it to the Red Table, and here mm. we are. Let's do it. Jaden, uh, we need you to start fucking your sister. <laughs> got to spice up this boring-ass show. Do something depraved. We bring it to the Red Table now. <laughs> What did Will Smith just do? What just uh, happened? Oh, you mean when he went on the show? He was, I think he was, they were talking about infidelity. That he yeah. had, um, he had had a, a dalliance outside of their marriage. And so they brought it to the red table. Oh, I thought she it. did also. Oh, maybe, it, maybe they both did. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, but why, why do you feel like you have to bring it to any table? Well, people expect us to definitely sound off at the Every table. <laughs> single thing that happens in your life is content. Man, that yeah. poor man. He's like in a prison. Poor um, Will Smith. Yes, poor Will Smith. <laughs> I'm operating. What are you talking about? I'm operating under the theory that he's he's gay. He's, I he's, think most he's, people, most mm. celebrity observers assume, oh, you know, Will Smith is hiding some sort of secret. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say that it's because he's gay, because I don't want to get sued by Will Smith. But that is what I have heard some people say about him. Yeah. Um, what a move, I, it, if that just, was. If you, if, you, if you are Will Smith and you are a gay mm -hmm. man, yeah, just we're be here. a gay man, please. Please write into y'all ever email at gmail.com if, <laughs> if you're young, Will Smith and gay and scared. <laughs> If you're young, gay young and Will, Will Smith, Smith it again. does it does get better. I mean, it gets like insanely it better. It gets so much better if you it's, just do it, man. It's like the best life. That's the thing. Oh, we gotta, like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm totally interested. Oh, I'm just going to say, speaking of this topic, mm -hmm. for the last few days, my girlfriend and I have been obsessively discussing whether or not Kanye West is having an affair with the Instagram mm. Model Jeffrey Star. Okay. <laughs> we got a confirmation on the side there. Sorry, I'm being screamed at while I'm recording a podcast. Jeffrey denied it. Okay, so mm. Jeffrey Star denies having a, a, a same sex affair with Kanye West. But in that instance, too, like, come on, just come out if it's true. Yeah, I would hope so. And I mean, like, isn't that what every musician would love? To have a, a gay dalliance and do the the David Bowie thing, you know, I mean, like it, it, it puts you in that genius level exactly. where you're like you're going to the old Roman style, like women, men, it's all like I don't attraction is just attraction. Yeah. Once you fully freed beautiful. yourself. Yeah, it's beautiful when you freed yourself from shame. Yeah, I think the guilt. problem I have is when people start um, living kind of a a fake life but then again i mean you know it's not for anyone else to really put someone like you know get you have to get out of the closet or whatever but 
I'm still just operating under the theory that Will Smith and Kanye are having gay sex. And if they are, great. I, mm-hmm. I am so bothered by people who are willing to shame somebody else for whatever they're doing like the Arm- army hammer thing has been on the on twitter people are sharing screenshots of what this. is allegedly <laughs> the instagram dms he sent to a young woman where he talks about various fantasies that include the big r you know the one the uh, way <laughs> you know the one you the know r- the, one I mean. the r word yeah he's into that Apparently he's into is into like extreme bondage play. Yes. I don't I still am not understanding how that okay, so I'm just gonna say I think the R word stands for retarded. <laughs> oh, oh you oh my god, I literally just Oh no, you didn't know which one I meant. I literally couldn't understand what you meant. Oh I'm my not god. trying I... I'm not trying to get canceled when in this you show. Said... <laughs> how i went down that path oh my god that's no, something that was, you shouldn't feel shame for either that would be even more depraved <laughs> <laughs> he is into the most depraved well that's interesting because i heard someone mentioning that he's doing like cannibals type of stuff that was also part of the message was he wanted to like eat her and like hold bad. her heart like yeah. uh mola rom from yeah, indiana then, like, jones nobody like wants to be a cartoon and like have tentacles like fuck them either though you know what i mean like we do have to allow for some sort of fantasy yes absolutely fantasies right. are the lifeblood of our sexual existence yeah. <laughs> like you can't just like oh mm-hmm. you know what you know mm-hmm. what i think about when i masturbate <laughs> having having missionary sex with someone I love yeah. very much. Well, that's, that's not like, what you think about. I used to do a bit about how that really is everyone. It's just your fetish is mm-hmm. just you want to wait. It's even like it, it is as sexual as you think. It's like, I want to wait till marriage. Oh, okay. So you're like into teasing. You're into like <laughs> teasing. And then it's like, and I just want to have kids. And you're like, yeah, you're into cream pies. That's your thing. You're into MILFs and cream pies and, and teasing. And that's just that's just a normal goddamn American. That's I what like, Mitt Romney's you know, into. I prop my wife's ass up with a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Mitt Romney's kink is having lots of children and that's fine good i like how him. people are hoping that mike pence does the good thing here i'm like mike pence who won't be in a room with a woman lest he fall in love <laughs> you think this guy's even on the same planet as you constantly tempted by the sexual desires emanating from sarah huckabee sanders simply cannot be in the same room as her alone i, I make my wife wear sorry i make my dog wear a burka when it, <laughs> when it watches us have sex uh yeah you don't want oh, him man. to spill his load on you how is um, that anyway how is that not a kink you're like admitting you're so turned on it's well, such a possibility you could cheat on your wife this is an excellent question what defines a kink mm-hmm. hampton what defines a a fetish whatever because, pleases you I okay so it could be anything right yes let's go with it if you I like think, your your yeah. earlobe uh sucked <laughs> does that count as a kink is that a fetish or is that just something that you do when you're having sex <laughs> just cut to your honor 
Listen, I'm just making a point. Me sticking I'm, my dick out on the subway is my kink. I'm not a pedophile. I'm just attracted to school buses. <laughs> it's like that movie Crash. Yeah, it's like, it's the cars. It's not the kids. It's the car. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the um, events of, of Wednesday, January 6th, 2021. Wine, wine 11. That's what I would call Wine 11. <laughs> I have to ask, like, how did you uh, deal with it personally? Like, it's, oh, I freaked it, out at first. Of course. Ta- walk me through the day. Uh, well, I'm, I'm definitely interested to hear what your day was like on that same end. I really want to know. I haven't really talked to many people on their optics about it because I've just like, you know, first just shock and awe and trying to take it in. And I was going to record that day. And I was like, I am no good talking. <laughs> like I'm just processing all this. So I guess it's just, you know, like the most embarrassing thing that's ever culturally probably happened, you know, in uh, the last century, the United States. I don't know. It's, maybe yeah, it's this in young Sheldon. Right, so. <laughs> One of the two, two tragic two days of mourning. <laughs> this nation needs to. Uh, Chuck Lorre has to be punished for what he's done. Otherwise, it will happen again. I think what's making me like literally just burst out laughing today has been the sheer criminality of it all. Like on Donald Trump's end, like there's so many things. And then it's like, I'm, I'm even laughing. Like it's even like, it shouldn't it be illegal to just have mass gatherings that are maskless? Like just on like the low level, let's never forget that that was bad when he was doing that months ago and he never stopped. And then like using the presidential seal behind him and then just inciting a riot and doing like full on criminal actions. Um, it's just like so laughable you're kind of like there's no end to like the level of of crimes kind of happening i'm losing track of what is and is not illegal at this point because every time we get like it feels like it builds and builds and builds with one specific problem that he has if it's the russia thing it's like Mm. we find out all these things that he's done all these calls and, and and you know transcripts of things and then we get to like okay we should impeach the guy then everybody's like, oh, you know what? He learned his lesson. He's not going to do that again. And there's like, okay, that, that no, is no longer illegal. Now mm-hmm. that is just okay to do. And we're going to hopefully just white knuckle it till the end. And then he does another thing and then another thing. And now it's with, with this, with, with its, the, the mob stuff, we got to the point where finally, after years of him just screaming invectives at people and, and, <laughs> threatening to punch journalists and kill people mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. making fun of the disabled all of this stuff at these rallies finally they actually go through with it and they start shooting people <laughs> in the capital and still yeah there are people in congress who were like you know that whole threatening to murder me thing I think he learned his lesson. He's not going to do it again, yeah, right? It, it like, shows how completely self-interested like m- all of them really are. I mean, it's like, yeah, especially the Republicans who are like still going through with the um, the vote is a fraud and they want to chase down the, you know, this election fraud. It's just like you're doubling down just out of pure self-interest because you know that Trump will likely be some sort of kingmaker who can either damn you or, or give you some sort of fame in the political realm. 
coming ahead. And that's just like fucking nuts. (laughs) (laughs) But what's really nuts is not even that. Like I'm used to the self-interested behavior stuff. Mm -hmm. But what I'm not used to is this horrible thing happened. And there's still a significant portion of the country who's like, eh, it's fine. You can be Mm -hmm. the kingmaker, Donald Trump. I will vote for you again if you run in 2024. I think this is okay. Like, we don't have any concept of what is right. That's the thing is like, it's, I was, I really laugh about the criminality because it's like, they kind of have to go after this. Like, people are dead. A cop is dead. Mm-hmm. Like there's enough. I mean, they literally were trying to steal the ballots to overthrow the election. Like he says as much in his speech leading up. Like it's the criminality is so many things that it's like if they don't go after it, then you are totally offering up somebody smarter to slam dunk this next time. Um, you know, Trump is literally doing this uh, 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 flying by the seat of his pants. <laughs> And and he's getting away with it a lot of times because people are like, well, is it right to, you know, <laughs> divisive? It's divisive. Don't it's divide di- the country by punishing this guy. Like what? Yeah, what no. They, and that, they killed a cop. Their the favorite thing, thing of the yeah. whole world. They killed a cop. The over the literally trying to overthrow the election. And people have really uh, pointed out with his speech ahead of time, uh, the hour before. It's like verbatim. I'm coming with you. We're we you and I will be there at the Capitol. We're going to disrupt it if it doesn't go our way. We're going to and we can change it. Today's the day we can change it. So all of that is fraud on a level of criminality. He's saying things that are purposely untrue to motivate a crowd to then do criminal action. And it's like so that's the thing is this line has been drawn now. And what's funny is like the Republican like arguments that you see online right now are pretty stupid. They're mostly like freedom of speech like they're silencing him and this is now some sort of example of freedom of speech bashing and then the other thing is that well we what about when um you know antifa and blm you know attack uh, uh, you know (laughs) like it have protests and then a target burns down and it's like well that's not a fair comparison because this would be like and it's not even a fair comparison to do this but this would be like someone being like a leader of Antifa or Black Lives Matter being like, go into Target, hold the employees <laughs> at knife point unless they change to, I want baby shoes half off. And if they don't put baby shoes half off, cut their fucking heads off. It's a sale on heads. Like even that yeah. would still not be as criminal because that is what he did. But then you add on the level of, oh, and overthrow democracy. Right. Target doesn't have that power no matter what. Of like, oh, now the way America exists is now completely different. Yes, but what if Target did have that power? <laughs> Don't you think it'd be better off? At least they're efficient, you know? <laughs> and the free speech argument, like even Twitter's like, here's a list of all of the like fact-proven fake things he's saying. So that alone is fraud and we can't, you know, be having that really. But then it's like, the proof just happened. Like there literally was a storming of the Capitol to overthrow the government. It's like, what are we going to wait for? Like round two, like wait for the second shot on this. It's like, yeah, you, yeah. like, yeah, ban him now. Like, <laughs> yeah, what Lindsay, are you talking? Yeah, Lindsay that, Graham that's... straight up said, well, you know <laughs> the what? The worst case, <laughs> if people are dead. <laughs> I don't think we need to punish him now, but if he does it again, then we will impeach yeah. him. Like you want him to do it again? <laughs> yeah. What are you why no donald strike one 
Strike one, baby boy. <laughs> yeah, this, live is, it. this is strike one. He's yes. never had a fucking repercussion. And None. it so Zero. fucking proves. Yeah, it, it just manifests itself. And the best thing is, so I really do feel like a lot of things are moving forward to help COVID get um, taken care of. One is that Biden's going to have some sort of plan where mm-hmm. there's been none and he yeah. won't pl- play it off of like, well, that state's mean to me. So they're not going to get any help or like literally just insane vengeance shit. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll follow some sort of scientific, um, you know, progress. And then it's like with um, the social media banning, I think it's going to curtail all these mass gatherings really that have helped spread COVID wow, a lot of them have been related to Trump, you know, (laughs) him literally getting crowds together and having these gatherings. And like, if they don't have the same means to assemble in such a way, I think it won't even matter that they're such shitheads who will never be vaccinated. Like they'll be, they'll just be such a minority dispersing. Well, this is, this is an interesting point because one of the reasons why the Klan declined is because they weren't able to, and this is a serious point, that one of the reasons the Klan declined is they couldn't have meetings. You know, they couldn't, they had to go into uh, into secret meetings, basically, um, because mm. they were they were considered a terrorist group. So, mm-hmm. you know, you they put notices in the mail, <laughs> hey, would you like to join a white supremacist group? And it's like, well, I don't know if I want to put my name on something like that and be caught like wearing a robe, like mm-hmm. because there was enough sh- social shame. Yeah, to, it works. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, it worked. Now, mm-hmm. even though not being on Twitter is good and not being on Instagram, not being on Facebook, like that's good. That's great. But at the same time, there are other there are a million places where you can gather on the internet and be a racist asshole. There's oh yeah, dude. so many. Yeah, it's been kind of disheartening that like as, you know, uh, leftist liberal whatever, like it's like more often than not you see the, the snake eating its own tail with people trying to uh I don't want to say canceling, but you know whatever it is like of um hey, let's put better optics on this person. Because the thing is, like, man, the real racists online are like on YouTube and like yeah. Xbox Live, and, like <laughs> Jake like, Paul. Yeah, it's like you're talking to like very few people, even are on Twitter or even on the political part of Twitter, and then like against you, and then it's like, who gives? <laughs> There's just right. so many more who are totally on 4chan, and yeah, it's like it, it keeps going, you know. But but Donald Trump is the organizational nexus of all of that right that is totally true every social movement yeah every social movement needs a figurehead one of the reasons why i think um you know occupy wall street didn't quite take hold as a social movement the way that blm did is because there wasn't that idea of like we need a, a totem we need a we need a symbol we need someone to tell us what to do blm doesn't have one person who tells everybody what to do but there is like this movement around personalities or around a cause a symbol Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. george floyd being a symbol for what's wrong with american race relations what's wrong with policing all of that stuff like you could you could Mm -hmm. put that onto this person's face or breonna taylor whomever it's going to be yeah and for the other side 
it's not a dead person because they don't care about dead people. They don't care about anybody. They're no. the most, they lack empathy to their very core. Yeah. So what they do put their energy into is a human being who is the epitome, the, the, the very wow. definition, the physical embodiment of hate. That's so and that's, true. And that's it. And like without yeah. Trump there to say, we're going to go to this place at this time and do this thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it disperses enough yeah. that we can move yeah. forward. It's about narrative and like um, BLM, especially and Antifa, it's like they ha- it, you're right. It's not about figureheads. It kind of <clears throat> it, it stays on point because there is a continuous narrative happening. Um, but then with Trump, it's like they're only following his narrative, which is about to completely be like banned. And it is completely based in self-interest. So it's like the way it's going to disperse is just like a cult. And yep. I think a lot of these people are going to go back to being super religious is usually what I think, you know, like they move from politics where they're like, I can't affect any change anymore. But you know what? I'm going to like really get into angels. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, I believe the Lord's working in ways because that's how they were already working with Trump is mm-hmm. like so many weird things, man. When he literally calls his own people who did the protesting, which he asked for uh, verbatim, <laughs> he <laughs> called them heinous. So a lot of that was, you know, for a lot of these people, like, what the fuck? Like, you're literally, you know, <laughs> you told us to do this, man. You're calling the deplorables heinous now. Now, oh, now I'm a heinous deplorable, I guess. Oh, I get it. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. if I told my son, here, eat this big bowl of shit. <laughs> and then he takes a spoon and he puts it in his bowl and he puts the spoon in his mouth and he sucks on that spoon and all he licks it clean. It is the cleanest spoon you've ever seen in your life. And then I just point at him and say, you shit eating bastard. Of course, he'd be like, why did you told me to eat the shit? I'm like, well, yeah, you did. But eating shit's gross. OK, <laughs> eating well, shit is gross. Duh. Welcome, welcome to Jigsaw's parenting class. <laughs> Well, son, would you like to play a game? Eat this poo. Eat the poo. The poo is what you make in the toilet. But did you know that the poo is inside of you? You have 15 minutes to finish this bowl of poop. And if you don't, I will make you cut your own leg off. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the funniest uh, analogy. <laughs> it's true. That's what he no, made right. these you're children right. eat a bowl of shit. No, dude, it's awesome. him. And then he said, how dare you eat that poop? Yeah, people are literally going to go to prison because guess what? He said himself, if you desecrate a national monument, you should get 10 years. Also, yep. wouldn't it be funny if he got hung for treason, considering he said on record, you know, they used to hang people for treason. <laughs> like the guy yeah i would love for some just... poetic justice in this fucking world that'd be nice um i don't, th- I don't think tw- twitter you know what comedy did get better with with trump it really did. <laughs> it took it, it took like so four good. years but it fucking finally paid off like the best joke ever it was like tw- it's the dude, actual like, world yeah. dude, like 12 how, how many days until he's not president it's like I literally like 10 something like that 10 or 11 yes <laughs> <laughs> shitting yourself at the finish line it's I mean, there's so many more ways he could have gracefully kind of gotten out of this grace is not a a a a thing that he knows he doesn't understand what that word means 
He's like, you mean from the show Will and Grace or Grace Under Fire? He doesn't know what Grace means. He's a fucking asshole. He is just so selfish. So selfish. The con man thing is like, it's just going to get old and Mm -hmm. it's people will just move on. And there will absolutely be the people who are diehard to, you know, to the end of days or whatever. But like, I, I think a thing to keep in mind is these people were the tea party. It's yep. that's how this all started. It's the same couple people really at the heart of it. Like this is something we can hopefully move past and um, yeah. put back into perspective. Like this guy is like gasoline to, you know, a fire. So I, I hope, I hope we can move past it, but it feels like every time the Republican party finds some kind of um, means to accumulate power, they get some edge mm-hmm. on the, the other side. If it's Reagan, if it's um, the Republican Revolution in 1994 and Newt Gingrich, if it's the Tea Party and Paul Ryan and and all of those people, or if it's Trump, every time it gets worse. Mm-hmm. It's not like these Republican uh, yeah. Party members that the, the rebellious sort of uh, streak in the Republican Party gets less fucked up. It just gets more <laughs> fucked up and more explicit and more honest about what it really is all about, which is racism, yeah. homophobia, sexism. Uh, it's about uh, xenophobia. It's about they're afraid make- of Xena. Yeah. I well, yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but. Kevin Sorbo tweeted uh, about this. I did. And then Zena, <laughs> Lucy Lawless responded and basically mm. called him an idiot, which was great. Um, yeah, she did it actually pretty gracefully too. And I was like, man, it would be funny if she really just like took a shit on him, you know? <laughs> you just suck. Like, your hair plugs were yeah, like, terrible. Yeah, you like molested the crew. Just you like smell like BO. <laughs> your oh acting my- stinks. <laughs> Like Tom Cruise lays into fucking people having a conversation, you know, <laughs> like and uh, he's, he's applauded. I'm just saying, like, uh, it's like she had to be so demure, but she, yeah. she's a great person. She, that's why she's a great person. You have to be um, really, really mean to be noticed by the world now. You can't just be kind of, you can't be um, critical of someone in a smart way. You have to, you just have to come out and call them a fucking asshole. Like, there's no witty response to somebody like that, mm-hmm. like Kevin Sorbo, where you're like, well, actually, Kevin, I, what, I, you I, are, what you are proposing is a, an insurrection against the American people. Now, you just have to call him a fucking asshole. <laughs> you suck is the response that people like this deserve. Do you think um, with, you know, your kid and just the future, like people will maybe be repulsed by social media, like it will go back to being much more of a tool rather than like a way of life. (laughs) Like, I think we maybe dove so much into social media that it's, it's an addiction. And then the younger generation will really see it for what it is in the same way. Like, you know, there was a beer drinking generation that then became like a pot smoking generation that, Cocaine. became a cocaine generation you know it's like methamphetamine yeah yeah I mean, you know, yeah, yeah now like i'd say like honestly all that shit's kind of lame now and mostly people just hang out on their phones <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know what is going to happen with social media i from the time that it started like when we were you know late high school college age people when myspace became a thing and friendster and then facebook like 
it was you were hopping from one to the next. Like I remember mm-hmm. AOL Instant Messenger was everybody what everybody got onto after high school. After school was over, you come home, you log on, you see who's on, you talk to them about what occurred that day. <laughs> remember what yeah. happened in science class? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Anderson uh-huh. has a fat ass, blah, blah, blah. That went away. Just check it to see if you have Alzheimer's. Will I talk to my crush today? I don't know. She's just logged on. What will I say to her? And then MySpace comes around and message boards and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. we were all on there. And, you know, you're putting your songs on there and you put some like glitter (laughs) gifts on there and you pick out all your favorite albums. So people know that you're neat. And then you comment on people's walls. All that stuff happens. And then it Mm -hmm. became lame. Because something else showed up mm-hmm. that was better. Facebook was better than MySpace because it was a clean, yeah. uniform interface where people couldn't put Interpol song uh, uh, untitled <laughs> on their fucking page and it crashes your browser. So it's like, oh, I can go on Facebook and you can only um, be on here if you <laughs> are in college and I can meet people in class. And then Facebook became lame and then we went on Instagram and then that became lame and we went on the next one. So... Mm-hmm. Is True. there a next one or yeah. is there not, are people just going to not want to use it? I don't know. I think though, like, yeah, maybe people will like shy away much more, you know, it'll be seen as much more needy and attention based. Yeah. Like people will know a lot more what it is when people smoke now, they know it'll kill you, but they still do it. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Cause you look awesome. Different. <laughs> Cause you look awesome. <laughs> Look at that cool dude smoking cigs. He, he's oh, man. Every person smoking, I'm like, man, can I be you? <laughs> I just want to, just for like 10 minutes out of the day, I just want to feel cool. Uh, you smoke, by the way? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. But that was mostly because I was still doing stand-up. And, mm. and comedy encourages people to <laughs> avoid watching comedy. <laughs> Like if I smoked, that meant I could be at a show, wait for my name to get called. And then when I'm sick of watching somebody bomb for five minutes, I can go out and Mm. smoke and talk to people. I hated, I hated doing stand up because I hated wasting hours of my time for 10 minutes and the the pressures of the hang, the annoyances of like, Hey guys, how you doing? I guess we're all going to stand in a fucking circle and make bad jokes and pretend like we're going to be successful. God, that sucked. You're um, accurate. It was horrible. This, is, this is dead on. Yeah, I know. It hasn't yeah. changed one bit, has it? Other than there is no stand-up comedy anymore. Yeah, it's hard to do the Zoom hang after the show. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys want to? Guys want to stick around? And we'll They're just, just watching like, me smoke. <laughs> but <laughs> now I hear you. Like I, I was getting pretty tired of stand-up when all this happened, but I'd also never been happier with it. Like I. I practically right. never did shows unless there were shows I booked and were doing mm. on the road or like a really fun yeah. show here. But I was, I mean, like years and years of my life, go hang out, hang out at multiple places, hang out, do the yeah. hangout. And it's like, um, you know what? These people are snakes. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> snakes no. in the grass, living around, waiting to, <laughs> waiting to stick it to me. Uh, yeah, but there's like a part of you that needs to grow up for sure. And yes. I think um, stand-up comedy is totally about enabling bad habits. And mm-hmm. like, I've really come to realize that that them offering like drink tickets. It's, uh, ho- it's horrible. To, to people who are like, 
yeah, on a dopamine like rush here and addiction like is going to get formed. It's like a pretty one to one here of like these guys are getting high on comedy. Don't give them another drug (laughs) for free, you know, like as opposed to the five dollars for gas, which would make a million times more sense. But I mean, like it doesn't make sense for the venue. They don't give you the two drinks to pay you for anything. (laughs) They give you the two drinks so that you then buy seven more. Fuck. (laughs) You're right. It it 100% is. It's a grift. Every single Mm -hmm. bar and and restaurant and nightclub that hosts stand-up comedy that gives drink tickets is intending to prevent you from leaving. And they are encouraging your bad behavior. Like you can, I can Wait, think of are you so saying, many. Are you saying Vegas doesn't want me to just have a good time? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, but they offered me a free buffet. I don't understand. There but that's a what white lion. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what Sig, Siegfried and Roy show tickets mm. and a bu- free buffet is the same thing as a two drink, uh, two drink tickets at a fucking club or at a bar where you're doing stand up. Oh it's the same. Yeah, the thing. fact that this wasn't settled in the fucking set. 70s as like some sort like literally comedy unionized for a half a second half Mm -hmm. a second they literally were like hey there's about like 200 of us let's like put some rules down (laughs) like you know what i mean oh sorry what we're all bigger we're bigger (laughs) and stronger than mitzi shore and we could throw her through a window if we wanted to not that they should have but i'm just saying they could have if they wanted to yeah they just started making the fucking logical sense of like hey let's like make this have some sort of financial worth and go from there. And uh, no, just completely abandoned that pretty much right away. And it's like, you could have just like, cause now it's like just the institution is like, Oh, well you get drink tickets. And like, if you were to suggest you pay them $5 each for gas, even just bare minimum, I mean, God yeah, forbid you're not making you, that back in yeah, drinks. God forbid bit a door split or anything, you know, it's like, um, as just an as just an institution, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah, no, it's look, it's fair though. I, I'm not going to compare stand-up comedy to Trumpism, <laughs> but maybe I am. Okay, here we go. So, in the '70s, with the Comedy Store, the the situation was no one's getting paid. There are all these amazing comedians that go on to huge success, but nobody's getting paid. Everybody's sleeping in their in a dumpster mm-hmm. or eating stale Twinkies or doing smack and turning tricks or whatever it was that they did to survive back then. All that was Seinfeld. All that was just Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld. Selling uh, his mouth and his ass. <laughs> Ejecting That's himself, <laughs> sweet, sweet mouth. So, Kramer, it's requiem for a dream. Pastis. <laughs> so they all were in this situation, this same situation, just like mm. every single Trump supporter is essentially in the same situation. Mm. They are uh, upset that minorities and women and LGBTQ people and people from other countries are um, taking away what they think they deserve. Mm -hmm. So in the situation in the 70s, when all these people have the same gripe, what do you need? You need somebody to come along with power and say, I know how to solve this problem. Hmm. I'm the one who can fix this for you. 
And instead of somebody like Freddie Prince Jr., Freddie Prince mm. Senior, or someone like that, mm. uh, Gary Shandling, rest in peace, Gary Shandling. But none of those people were like, "I'm going to unionize this profession. I am going to force them to be better." Yeah, they all went to go to Johnny Carson, and I they got, got sitcoms, yeah. and they said goodbye. Yeah, and instead all, of there being a yeah, <laughs> instead of someone leading these people to mm-hmm. systemic social change, they took the p- selfish profit <sighs> motive mm-hmm. and got what they wanted out of it and moved on. And so stand-up comedy is still a job where you live beneath the poverty line mm-hmm. and subsist on <laughs> alcohol and narcotics to survive. And some people sell out stadiums. And that's just, yeah. you know, the way yeah. it is. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're, you're still you're still working uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee's fucking chuckle hut whatever it's called sorry maybe you should have worked harder <laughs> maybe you should be funnier God damn man you're blowing my mind because <laughs> you're making me realize like we really yeah we really blew it <laughs> well just think about all the people who really suffer that you know that are still mm-hmm. doing stand-up who have mental health problems who have substance abuse abuse problems people that that hurt themselves you know and this it doesn't have to be that way but because mm-hmm. there's nobody who speaks up for it, mm-hmm. for the, those people, it's never going to change. Because I the system is designed to have you drink a bunch at this <laughs> bar and it be open for hours while you go through the open mic or the show or whatever. And then you keep drinking and you keep doing whatever you do to make the pain go away. Yeah, I just it really sucks. want no analyzation uh, for it to co- before it comes back. That's all I want. Yeah, <laughs> if it's not exactly the same when it comes back, it's mm. not real oh, I comedy. This <laughs> is so much. <laughs> God, but That's when was sweet the, adrenaline rush? When was it like before COVID? Like that you'd done uh, stand up last? Oh been boy, uh, I think. I remember very well the last time I did stand up. It was 2015, and it was in wow. uh, like some Chinese restaurant in in Chinatown. And I was—that's racist. I know. Why did they have to open all these Chinese restaurants just because it's called Chinatown? Um, Guys, go against the current. Yeah, why don't you mix it up a little bit? anyway uh yeah yeah, yeah. i was i was in this room Mm -hmm. i was bombing the woman Mm -hmm. that would be my ex-wife was taking tickets and i was like i'm embarrassing myself in front of this woman i have a I have a full-time job that pays me very well writing and i'm here trying to impress 30 people if that who paid five dollars to see not me Mm mm-hmm they didn't come here for me, but I am forcing them to listen to me talk because they don't know who I am. They're here to see the headliner. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, I'm not doing this anymore. This sucks. This I hate it. And every time I kind of dip my toe back into it or, or hang out with the people I hung out with then, I just feel sad. Not because they're, they're sad people, but because the situation itself makes me sad. And I just Does it remind like you or of like how you were or? Or... Yeah, I think it brings me back into a mental headspace uh, similar to how I was when I was 26, 27, 28. I'm wow. 36 now. <laughs> I have a child. But it, ne- but it never ends. The high school feelings and like exactly. feeling excluded and feeling not good enough. And yep. 
Um, yeah, damn. It's like uh, something I'm just now coming to terms with is that say, you know, like during COVID and the end of stand-up comedy for me, really, <clears throat> um, it's like, I've really based myself worth on this for the last 15 years of my life. And there's mm -hmm. like unresolved issues from when I was 20 and was like about to kill myself and then started doing stand-up. So it's like, while I am a, an adult, there's still like, I, I don't know how to be happy. Like, I don't know how to like not feel like shit a lot of times. It's like shit that's like, got has to be addressed. <laughs> Yeah. And me, and me. Yeah. I had the same thing. There was like a time where I was driving out to do a show and <clears throat> almost got into like a crazy car accident because somebody just drove into my lane and was like coming right at me going, you know, to a gig in LA. And it's like, I know there's going to be seven people there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get paid $5 because it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> and they give you the drink tickets. You're right. Yeah, baby. I mean, I had, I had some standards. You can't kiss me on the mouth, but you can fuck any hole you want. Um, listen. <laughs> but, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just, I pulled over and started crying because I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Like I, mm -hmm. I almost just died. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I, t I veered so close to almost hitting people who were just walking on the road because this guy almost killed me. I'm like, I would have been killed, killed somebody else, like for doing the same jokes I've been doing for a while. It's like, I do like to make it new every time and all that stuff, but it's like, who am I kidding here? <laughs> like I've been doing it 15 years and I can do this, you know, with a break as good as if I were to do it multiple times a night, like I'm, I've reached a level of like, I'm probably going to be about this good. <laughs> like right. Maybe a little bit more growth, but like, you know, in, in time, you know, anyway, the point is like, that was a wake up call of like, just do shows that are really worth it. And like, um, yeah, I don't know. So then I, I think I'm in that headspace now of just like, I've had to pivot my life. And I, I actually really admire your ability to, people now know you as a writer and yeah. you're a good writer and you're a funny fucking dude. And it's like, I think a lot of times we're like, how do I make stand up work or this one thing work? And it's like, you're denying all these other abilities that are right there in front of you. And that's how I felt. That's how I felt. I know that there was uh, a sense of obligation in Puritan um, sort of shame Hmm. that went into me still doing it as long as I did, which was like five or six years. Like, I can't quit. I can't quit. The X person will shame me if I quit or Y <laughs> person, person is Wolverine. a grunt. Yeah. <laughs> Wolverine's no, it's cable. Wet, wet, waving a claw at you. No. Don't fucking quit stand up or I'll hey, stab you. <laughs> hey, bub. Talk about your wife, bub. <laughs> I like that uh, you're also trying to do stand up while a marriage is not working. Well, no, I had not married her yet. Oh, okay. So we got married in 2014, in like oh, November okay. 2014. And then I started a new job um, uh, that next year after we got married. And it was in the middle of 2015 after we'd gotten, I guess we, yeah, I guess we had gotten married. You're right. Oh, shit. We had already gotten married. Oh, God. I, <laughs> it's no, been no, a while. No, it's, it, since, no, that's a totally. And then we got so, divorced in yeah. 2018. Yeah. So, yeah, I was still married in the, the tail end of my stand up career. <sighs> Could use it on stage, man. I mean, <laughs> I just, 
yeah, that's another thing. You can't really, you can't really be married and do that unless you are successful. And even then it's, Im- it's impossible because it's not designed for you to be a healthy person. It's designed you mean just for the hours of doing stand up and having like someone and- want to be there with you and everything. Yeah. The hours of doing it really but- constructive for that. And also it encourages like the group think of stand-up comedy encourages bad behavior. It encourages. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What's, what's funnier that, than a fucking asshole who's doing the wrong thing and he's dumb. And like, that's look I mean, at me. I'm a fool. Like I, I cannot stand people yeah. who say I'm a bad person and I cannot change, but this is just me just calling it. Like I see it. I suck. Like that's not it. Just because you say, you know, you suck. Doesn't mean you have carte blanche to be a bad person, but stand up yeah. doesn't encourage you to grow up and mature because no. it, you keep crazy hours. You, yep. you drink <laughs> and smoke and do yeah. all kinds of shit. Um, professional you know, you, clown, professional basically. clownery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you can be funny, but be grown up. And I think that stand up <laughs> comedy says, no, you cannot grow up. You yeah. must exist in a state of arrested development for your yeah. entire life. Yeah, and that's why we keep hearing about all these people who did all these horrible things because mm. they could get away with it and nobody they never them grew that. up fucking on any level. Yeah. Like even just being reprimanded and stuff and having to have like repercussions to your actions and shit. Chris D'Elia never grew <clears throat> up. And so he, he behaved in a fucking horrible way. <laughs> yeah. And nobody told him no. Oh, Until he's like Pete, fuck- Peter Pan. Yeah, it's like, oh, look Sunday. at Chris. Chris is such oh, a ladies' yeah. man. He loves the ladies. Like, yeah, if they're mm-hmm. 14. <laughs> they're just talking. There's just conversations. It's like, which is like literally the premise of To Catch a Predator. <laughs> yeah, just, those are just, just conversations <laughs> and they show up and are fucking throw the cops on your back and shit. Yeah, awesome. I mean, what a king. <laughs> <laughs> all of them are just so legend yeah I mean, like, what an artist <laughs> an artist dude i Fuck really you. got into boston legal the show oh, yeah that's and it's show. uh bill delia his dad made that's it. right so yeah. just like every episode you know it's outrageous show that's all like um i just squeezed a woman's ass wow <laughs> wow and they and then like producer bill delia <laughs> me and my wife georgia are always just like laughing it was like this is the best this is the best <laughs> yeah i remember when tv shows could just be about out. just rampant sex uh, abuse and you know sexual harassment in the office oh god i miss that yeah it's good um, it's they're moral though because they give a shit about iraq yeah, that was yeah. Kind of, that was kind of the premise of Boston Legal. It's like they're total cads in the office, you know, like before Mad Men. But then it's like, but can I just say Iraq is based on a lie? <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, let's like, let's go out well, on our veranda and smoke cigars to talk about how yes. Donald Rumsfeld is ruining the country. You get it. That was all it needed to be. This is my favorite. <laughs> you didn't have to be truly like aware of anything else or aware of your own. Problems. And that show is literally about no, no bullshit. It's literally about two man babies who can't grow up. Yeah. And one of them ha- has dementia. Office, yeah. They treat their office like, uh, like their own sex pool. I mean, it's a, it's a funny show. Like, no, I mean, it is fantasy, but the point is Chris D'Elia grew up thinking that was the Quran. <laughs> 
he is a devout believer in the philosophies of Boston legal. <laughs> Fuck anything that moves and, you know, I didn't know. That's the, that is the problem. If you I'm just live in grooming, a baby, I'm just, <laughs> just grooming. grooming. Oh no. I'm just grooming. Uh, if you exist in a society, in a, in a group, in a culture, that encourages certain behavior, you are going to replicate that. You just are. And so Mm. when Donald Trump comes along and says, I understand that what you guys really like is large guns, Mm. hating brown people, uh, drinking beer, and large pickup trucks, and not bathing. And I think that's okay. People would be like, finally, this guy Mm -hmm. said it's okay to be me. Mm. Uh, that, that's all he had to do is come out and say it's okay to be you yeah you're I, a I, fuck up but it's dude, okay i realized that too like a while back that i was like um you know it's a pretty profound thing that he makes losers feel like winners mm-hmm. and that's like profound that's like what tony robbins yep. does for a living is like literally makes people want to live and and Donald Trump does that. Like he literally gives these people a fucking purpose. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because it's all been his narrative. But I mean, really, once you kind of silence this shit, here's the thing. Also, he's in no way silenced. He's the only American in the world who has a press room literally in his fucking house. It's like he literally <laughs> has a room devoted to broadcasting what the president said. You're free to. <laughs> yeah, the news will cover when he farts. Hey, President Trump farted again. <laughs> They're just like we're no. gonna go live to the uh, Rose Garden. The president has ripped a disgusting fart yet again. Yeah, it's just like, yeah he I'm doesn't need Twitter. People, it's just the Fourth Estate, dude. People get to ask you fucking questions when you say like complete lies. It's just yes, like, but that's yeah. why he likes Twitter. Is because he can say it. the thing. People well, will. Uh, they can all get fucked, him. and it ain't even a fucking First Amendment thing. Yeah, so that's what really I love. Not. It's like I love that the Republicans now are like, you know, fucking <laughs> the freedom of speech. The First Amendment says you are allowed to have a Twitter. <laughs> You're allowed Thank to yell you. fire in a theater, and you know, I've got Thanks your family tied up in the next room. You know, Thomas Jefferson guaranteed my right to fire off 140 characters and a sweet <laughs> gif of Michael Jordan. That's what he said in the in the Bill of Rights. You get to you get to quote tweet whomever you want. I won't claim to know exactly how this is going to play out, but one for one, I think Trump's just going to leave to fucking Scotland or whatever and be like they're too hostile. And then if anybody tries to extradite him, he'll go to Russia or something. But like, yeah, I think he's done with the United States. And yeah. uh, I think just... he does not want to the the optics of being dragged out of the White House by a Secret <laughs> Service detail. I mean, yeah. Even though I'm just like pulling my pants down, like yanking my pud, thinking about it, he's not going (laughs) to. But the real cool thing is all of these people who have been memed and are like admitting to crimes or being photographed, you know, like in Pelosi's office, they're all getting arrested, and every single one of them is going to attest in court. Donald Trump told me to come here and said I would be, uh, you know, I'm a patriot and patriots don't have to suffer the law, which is part of his speech also. He was like, basically go in there, commit crimes and you won't be punished. So like literally hundreds of people are going to have the same argument. He, 
I'm not going to prison for this guy. Like he told me to fucking come in here. So it's like, you, you know what that you, sounds like to me, Hampton? Just have so squeaky much. from. <laughs> wait, wait, it wait, sounds wait. like the Manson family. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, Charlie told me that if I mm-hmm. went up to that house, mm-hmm. I cut that baby out of that woman's stomach. Good things would happen. Well, Quint- okay. He no, told me Quentin Tarantino would make a movie about me. <laughs> I thought it was Kill Bill. No. no. Turned out it was all Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, suck off. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. crux of the movie is can Leonardo DiCaprio act, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hell of a story. Um, yeah, yeah, so these yeah. people mm-hmm. are all going to try their own version of the Twinkie defense, which is... Yes. I was I was driven to insanity by the president. Well, that's, of the that's, that's not a but that's not a uh that's a real thing though. I mean like literally if someone's like fraud, it's you know, he's guilty of fraud basically. And you're making the case that there's a larger you know, uh network here. There's there's a, a, a where it the orders come from up somewhere. And it's just like Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty just good like any, odds it's that like he'll any cult leave forever. And the minute he just I leaves, so. his cult will especially die off because they don't even have, you know, like he won't even be showing up for any of their gatherings and shit. Yeah, but all the people, all the Pretty people who are still defending him are all the people who think when he's gone, it's going to be me next. I'm going to be the one that all of these <laughs> yeah, delusional are going delusional. to vote for. Ted yeah, Cruz. Yeah, My exactly. God, Ted Cruz is a fucking joke. Uh, I just cannot believe that someone with that little charisma. I can't believe the Zodiac struck again. <laughs> Zodiac got in the so Capitol. Boring, just so appallingly dull. Yeah, I and say, like when, Weasley has when lasted I saw him, this long. Him in pictures of like hunting and stuff. I was like, oh, okay. Like I at least got some appeal. Like up until then, I was like, I can. Like this is a worm. Yeah, like you know, and and now I get oh okay, so he does like photo ops where he's like a tough guy. Yeah, and I mean like I'm sure he does hunt or whatever, but I, that's enough, you know, for like Texas, I guess. For Texas, really, man, like damn, yeah, they kind of identify as strong male presence. <laughs> which one of these guys isn't a pussy? All right, Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah that's and really like, all that it goes into it. That's all that goes into these people's votes is which one of them is not a pussy. <laughs> I can't believe it. That is, that is, there's no other, there, there cannot be any other thought process when someone like that mm-hmm. goes into a ballot, uh, it, it goes to the ballot box and puts in their vote because yeah. every single Republican policy goes against the, 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 the needs and the, the, the better uh, <laughs> angels of these people. It's like, okay, we're going to cut taxes for corporations and people that make over $500,000, and we're not going to have any social safety net for you. Social security can go fuck itself as far as we're concerned. You don't have health care. Um, <laughs> jobs are going hmm. overseas. Yeah. And so people are like, well, he's not a pussy. So yeah, well, you're trying to silence him on Twitter. It's like, what's more important to you, healthcare or Twitter? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking Twitter, about? Twitter, apparently. <laughs> like, that is that is the depth of depravity that we are dealing with. And I do think, to go back to what we were talking about with social media, Twitter is over already. Like, mm-hmm. Twitter is beginning to unravel. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it, this... For what I can tell, this would be the zenith is the president has tweeted his way into insurrecting the government into Star Trek insurrection. He's <laughs> My favorite tweeting, of all. He's the tweeting, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Uh, but yeah, dude, it'd be awesome if the Borg fucking. They should rename. <laughs> they should rename that movie. Let's call it anything else. Star Trek, uh, gentle uh, orgasm. Gentle Borgasm. Do you like uh, it like Torgasm, but it's Borgasm. Dan Cook Star Trek Insurrection Borgasm. <laughs> I anyway, just don't, yeah. yeah. I it's yeah. Twitter's done because think about who's on Twitter besides us. There cool uh, are <laughs> journalists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's like, media I'm, figures. I'm literally the stupidest person on the in the world. Writers. I'll never be staffed. Comedians. Never, ever. Never. Never gonna happen. Ever. The tweets are there for sure. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> my body of work speaks for itself. My body of work has defined my career and also uh, made it impossible. <laughs> Twitter was a way to get a job for a long time. It was a way yeah. to like sh- get a TV show. Like plenty of people got shows just based yeah. off of their Twitter account. Now I'm quite literally there to see my friends and joke around with my friends. Yeah, there's there's but. nothing else to it. The the gold mine or the gold rush is over. It's barren. <laughs> and now all that's oh, left man. are people tweeting about their frustration at the insurrection happening at the at Congress and like looking doom scrolling <laughs> for some horrible news that's going to make them feel worse. Yeah, this is and, what I'm uh, and some porn. <laughs> and some porn <laughs> sprinklings of porn. But there's cool people aren't on Twitter. No, Will Smith's not on Twitter. Yeah, Will Smith, the coolest guy in the world, <laughs> not on Twitter. But there's, there's nothing young about it. I, I guarantee. That's what you. I'm saying. I think it's really not going to appeal to you know. I bet the media yeah, really see the, it for what it is. The median age on Twitter is probably like 47 or a <laughs> robot. They all One live in New two. York or LA. Yeah. 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 It's 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 bots that are are various, you know, state directed actors trying to encourage certain events to ha- take place, uh, or people trying to get a book deal or a TV show. <laughs> That's it. Nobody real yeah. is on there. All the real yeah. people are on Facebook. I've had and my then fun. all the kids are on TikTok. I've had my fun uh threatening people and saying <laughs> saying everything i wanted i don't know it's like yeah it's just done now it's like there's it's no done. more I, it, now it's just boring it's a little boring yeah time to get boring. into some sweet ass podcasting <laughs> <laughs> the wild west if i ever did see it well yeah, it's just green pastures as far as the eye can see on podcasting oh boy it's just just money raining down from the sky should it be a podcast about mental health or a podcast about mental health (laughs) (laughs) mental health okay yeah men this is about men this is a show about men uh dude thank you so much for talking with me and uh you're welcome let people know where to find you where can people catch your stuff let's see Let's see. Well, I'm on. T- Let's see. Okay, where can you find me? Twitter, first of all. <laughs> the platform is dying. <laughs> the dying platform named Twitter. I am at Dave underscore Schilling. Uh, I you can you can read some of my uh, hilarious uh, humorous essays on the New Yorker. I had one a uh, couple weeks ago come out about uh, breaking up with your significant other at a Panera Bread and why you should do that more often because it's clean. Oh, this is a well must lit. read. <laughs> Clean, well lit, and you get a free apple after. <laughs> so check that out. It's pretty funny, I think. Um, That's awesome. Panera, Panera Bread actually did tweet at me, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the, the head of marketing for Panera Bread posted about it on LinkedIn. 
Oh, this I got ta- good. I got tagged in a post on LinkedIn saying, oh boy, look at this hilarious thing on the New Yorker that says our food tastes like shit. All right. <laughs> Did you, I mean, are you All sure right. you want to be this sharing a, this with the world where I said your a, food's bad? It's a business opportunity, man. I mean, we got we got to rebrand as a place where the food sucks. Got to collab. Yeah, what if we just suck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Pr- Pr- Primus did that. They're like, listen, we're not for everybody. Our slogan is Primus sucks. This is honestly and, like the first just, the first act it. of a movie is a bunch of dudes sitting around in college <laughs> smoking we weed suck. and being like, what if like we sucked? <laughs> the guy just folks enjoy it. And then of course, uh, 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 what's that song starts playing? Louis Louis starts playing and they do some fun. <laughs> directed by todd phillips <laughs> anyway yeah you can find yeah. that and uh i'm doing all kinds of other stuff but that's my thing and then uh yeah uh, oh you can listen to my my uh improv comedy podcast full court chat um that's on it's about, that's it's on, about basketball it's about, it's about basketball uh so if you don't like basketball sorry you're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> and that's it those are all the things that i did that you should listen to or read guys fucking check check out dave shit man fucking... <laughs> what if we sucked man <laughs> what if i was what like really sucked? bad at ending a podcast dude <laughs> what if i didn't know how to end a podcast <laughs> what if uh, what if yeah. we sucked <laughs> all right i'm done with, i'm done with that uh dude thank you so much for being here you're delightful and let's talk soon thank you you are too let's talk soon baby all, all right. right take care bye glad you're alive bye Starbanks Avenue, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.